This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hey, folks, it is host Matthew here, and time is running out to get tickets to our show in Portland, Oregon on Thursday, May 18th, which is Mount St. Helens Day. And you can get those by going to bit.ly slash milkpdx. See you at the show. This episode is brought to you by Talenti. Now, when Talenti makes gelato and sorbetto, they tend to get a little out of control. Did they have to use so many raspberries in the Roman raspberry sorbetto that the machine broke? I hope they fixed it since then, because that sounds good. Did they need to try 25 different chai teas to find the perfect spice blend for their vanilla chai gelato? Obviously, yes. Did they have to invent giant mint steepers? Is this a test? Is someone giving me a test here? Did they have to invent giant mint steepers to make their Mediterranean mint super minty? I'm going to guess yes, they did. Does their obsessiveness make Talenti Gelato and Sorbetto the greatest? You be the judge. But yes, it does make them the greatest. They're also the judge. I get an A+. You get delicious Gelato and Sorbetto. Talenti, the delicious, is in the details. I'm Molly. And I'm Chewing. (laughs) And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about swassage. Or snossage, as a guy that I dated like a dozen years ago used to say. But uh, snossage is like an actual brand of dog treats. Oh, it is? I think so. Really? Yeah. Wow. I I mean, you're the dog owner, not me. That's true. I am the dog owner, but I don't, I never give my dog treats. Do you love your dog? I love my dog, yeah. Um, Molly loves her dog more than any person loves anything. It's true. It's true. Okay, so um, what kind of sausage are we talking about today? Because sausage is a huge category. I know. I feel like we're going to fall. I was about to say we're going to fall down a sausage hole. Oh, God. <laughs> right, this oh, episode God. is canceled. Oh, God. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so, okay. So let's start out. We're not going to talk about pre-cooked sausages. So that means... Um, Hot dogs? Right. Smoked sausages. We already did that like, meat so sticks kielbasa. episode. Yeah, like, uh, right, um, like Polish sausage, those like pre-cooked refrigerator section sausages from the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Not those. We're also not going to talk about breakfast sausage, mm-hmm. but we're going to de- definitely do an episode about breakfast yes. sausage because I love it. Me too. So we're talking about, you know, like... Uh, the sausages that are, uh, you know, bigger than a hot dog, bigger, (laughs) 
bigger, bigger than a bread box. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo. Anyway, um, uh, hot Italian, sweet Italian. Uh, we're going to get into bratwurst territory. Oh, yeah. Uh, merguez. Yeah, that's good stuff. God, you know what we also didn't didn't think about when we were planning this was the 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 coil sausage. The coil sausage. Yeah, where you make this big long sausage and you coil it and stick a skewer through it and grill it like that. Oh, like you see at an Italian street fair. I guess sometimes. so. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, That's I, cool. I don't know that the contents are any different than That's if it true. were in red, but I, but it's a compelling visual. It's a compelling sausage. <laughs> yeah. So I remember when I so I was around the age of sixteen. I kind of just decided I wasn't that into eating meat, mm-hmm. and I decided that I wasn't going to eat meat, with a couple of rare exceptions for things that I did love, like my dad's hamburgers, um, and I did also continue eating fish. But um, for the most part, I did not eat, uh, you know, chicken, pork, or beef for... Th- How about lamb? The y- Or lamb. Elk? Sorry. The years the, between 16 and 25. And when I started eating meat again, um, one of the first things I did was I was living near the Roosevelt Whole Foods here in Seattle. Oh. And I went to the meat counter there and I bought a sausage and it was this like lamb and feta sausage. It had like these pockets of feta. I remember exactly the sausage you're talking about. Yes. And um, anyway, I cooked it and it was, oh, uh, it was like, you know, sausage has this trademark fattiness mm-hmm. that I think those of us who eat sausage all the time sort of start to forget. But the truth is, when you have a sausage that's too lean, you remember oh, yeah. how fatty sausage that really tastes like sausage is. And this was like, not only was I new to eating meat again, but this was such a like juicy mouth filling yeah. kind of experience. And then it had these like pockets of melty cheese. And I remember I wrote this ecstatic account of it on my blog. Like I had a truly spiritual and sexual experience. You you realize while eating this lamb we sausage. We now have to link to that, and that means two I'm, weeks in a row we're oh, going to be linking to, to one of your old blog, blog posts. <laughs> Anyway, but um, I still remember that sausage and how I just remember being like, this is why I started eating meat again. There isn't a flavor like that in the animal, in, in the plant kingdom. No, uh, there is There is no, you can't, lamb sausages don't grow on trees. No, they don't. They uh, don't. I remember. And, and I'm here to report that things like field roast or whatever, like it's just, it's it's just not the same. I remember when the Roosevelt Whole Foods opened, and the thing I main thing I remember is the sausage case that was just like there were so many different there were so varieties, many different and kinds, right? So good. the Whole Foods sausage case is still great. It is really good. Uh, it's very very good. Yeah, I mean, I think like I can't walk by there without asking for a couple of links. And, yeah, and it's so nice that you can buy like one mm-hmm. of each. You know what I mean? Rather than like at my my usual neighborhood grocery store, I have to buy like a, a pack of four of them. Right. You could get like four or five different kinds and then cook them up and then play sausage roulette. Wow. Ooh, wow. Fun weeknight game with or, your significant other, sausage roulette. <laughs> that is so true. We haven't said sausage fest or sausage party once yet. Uh, great. Look at that. And yeah. I, I also remember, hold on, and maybe this please. goes into, I don't think this was a pre-cooked sausage, but I remember 
I don't know. On a previous episode, I mentioned that my mom was really into on the brown rice episode. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that my mom in the 80s when Trader Joe's was like just starting in California and we didn't have it yet in Oklahoma. She would go visit her sister and come back with all this Trader Joe's food. And I remember one of the things she was really into were these Trader Joe's chicken apple sausages. And she and she would bring this back? I think. In wow. her suitcase. I mean, you know. It, 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 it. I, anyway, but I don't think they were pre-cooked. Okay. But anyway, I remember it being this like really exotic thing. It, it had sage in it. And uh, now I don't feel great about the whole chicken apple sausage thing. I don't want my sausage to be sweet. That's a real 90s thing, it's right? A, it's such a 90s thing. Like uh, Idell's brand may, probably had a best-selling chicken apple uh, sausage. They still do. Yeah. They still do. And I think I bought it recently for June, actually. Um, but I, it, it's pre-cooked. Yeah, which, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't What's feel good that? about the pre-cooked sausages in general. I mean, I think I think it's like like a it shelf like stable a thing or like I mean like a convenience item but yeah they always they always taste kind of hot doggy but not not quite, really a hot dog not really a hot dog like there's there's an uncanny valley problem there for yeah, sure yeah but uh yeah I eat sausage all the time too it's one of my favorite things um I I think probably Italian sausage is my favorite yeah, I think it's hard to improve upon like a sweet Italian or mild Italian, whatever you want to call it. To to the extent that recently I've been eating it at breakfast sometimes too. Um, sausage, I, I think that 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 a good sausage is a perfectly engineered food product. Yeah. it is. It it is like humans co-evolved with sausages. <laughs> <laughs> he, sausages make us human. Uh huh. Did we domesticated sausages? Uh, we did. We did. Yeah, right along with wolves. Yep. Yep. So, so where do you buy your sausage? What do you look for in a sausage? Definitely, it's got it's got to have some some fattiness. Mm-hmm. You know, like visible like uh, nubbles. Visible nubbles, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. That's exactly the word I was looking for. What natural casing? Definitely, strongly prefer the natural casing, okay. like the collagen casings. You can you can tell when sausages have the collagen casings because they're sort of like straighter usually. Yes. The the link is 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 less curved and sometimes like you can see the the ends kind of coming off in in a way that like it it's not like like I would I wouldn't not eat sausage if I could only get a sausage with a collagen artificial casing, but it's not ideal by a long shot. So the sausage so you made a sausage sandwiches today. However, the casing on this particular sausage feels really prominent to me. I mean, it breaks easily under my teeth, but yeah. I can see it like separating from the meat in a way that is revolting. I think I think that's the way I cooked it, oh. which was which was less than ideal, probably. Okay. okay. Um yeah, cuz like it, it's I think I know it depends, but but usually it's good to get like as much browning on the casing as you can. I think. Yeah, it makes it snap better. I think. And I probably cook sausage without a casing more often than with. So you buy it in the casing and then cut it out. It depends. Like at the, you know, what is disgusting? Squeezing sausage, or is the casing once it is evacuated? Oh yeah, when like. Like it's it's like it's like a deflated condom. Oh yeah, of course. I knew exactly what you were going to say. Only worse, actually. Yeah, it's it's worse. It's worse. Is it worse? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure, actually. (laughs) Um, Yeah, at the so at the meat counter, uh, they'll they'll often have like a couple of kinds of bulk sausage that you can just like request them to like pull a chunk off of. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's often cheaper than buying by the link. And usually they'll just have like some like generic breakfast sausage and sweet Italian sausage. Okay. And, and I'll often get the Italian sausage in and, bulk. And then what do you do with it? Number one thing is definitely put it into pasta. 
Okay. So either with tomato sauce or non-tomato sauce, like there, there's hardly a pasta recipe that I make that can't be improved by a little sausage. So you would start out by like, and when I say a little sausage, I mean a little smoky just tossed in there. (laughs) (laughs) So you would start out, uh, you know, cooking the sausage and and hopefully rendering some fat from it. That then you're going to maybe cook some onions in or something like that. This is sounding pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, I've been wanting to do this. I was over at a friend's house recently, and they just kind of threw together this pasta that was like, you know, cooked sausage, pull sausage out, cook onion in sausage fat, add tomato, then they added cream, a little bit of wine, some dried oregano, put the sausage back in. That sounds awesome. Oh my god, sausage is. Uh, I mean, I know that like in like traditional Italy. Isn't it like looked upon uh, uh, scornfully to put fennel in fennel seed in your sausage because it would camouflage the taste of pork that had gone off? I don't. What do I know about traditional Italy? Anyway, but uh, but yeah, I think that that most of us have come to associate the taste of um, a fennel seed with with the great pork sausage. I, I like Italian sausage with fennel in it. I mean, Me not, too. you can certainly overdo it, but yeah. like finding a little fennel seed in there, it's like a little treat. Yeah. Yeah. Do you buy, do you buy lamb sausage? Um, I do sometimes buy lamb sausage less often than pork, pork sausage, but yeah, uh, it's, it can be really, really good. What about bratwurst? So, I mean, there's, I think there's two kinds of bratwurst. There's the, there's like the smoked, like hot smoked cooked kind, mm-hmm. pre-cooked kind, and and then like a fresh kind. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't often buy the pre-cooked kind, but I will sometimes buy uh, the fresh bratwurst links, mm-hmm. which are which are good, good, like, like I serve them today, like just sauteed or roasted and put in a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're talking a lot about real food. God, weird. We should, we should get funny right away. <laughs> that, that'll help. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit. I mean, am I right? Am I right? I know you're right. And there's only one lingerie brand. Wait a minute. Really? Only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes AA through G and half cup sizes. And do you know who that brand is? I have a guess. I'm going to guess it's Third Love. It is. Yes. I've certainly never seen half cup sizes in any other brand. Have you? No, no. Um, Can we talk about the the Third Love lace balconette? Yes. Because I know a lot of listeners have already gotten their free trial of the uh, the 24-7 t-shirt bra, kept it because it's great, Mm -hmm. and uh, and so now you own one of those. Mm -hmm. You you want to know what to try next from Third Love, right? Yeah. So Matthew and I both recently ordered, uh, I should specify that Matthew's was for his, um, his wife, Lori. Thanks. Thanks for that awkward pause before you said his wife. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Matthew and I both recently ordered a different bra, not the 24-7 t-shirt bra. The I think it's a 24-7 lace balconette yes. bra, which there's something about the name. It, basically, it's a demi cup. Yeah. It's it's lacy, um, but it still has um, that smoothing memory I foam over the I wish so much, listeners, that you could see the hand motions I'm that go along with this. I'm, I'm covering my breasts with my hands. Anyway, um, it it is really beautiful. Um, it makes me feel really hot, and not temperature hot, like I spi- spicy hot. Right. I mean, <laughs> and um, and I should also say that there's something about the name that's so satisfying. It makes me feel like I'm like putting my breasts up on a, a yes, balcony. Yes, I'm so glad you said that. I had exactly the same the same feeling <laughs> like I have about this it. Little like, balcony like, on my out, chest. Yeah, check out this bal- what I got up on the balconette here. Yeah. Anyway, it's a really really beautiful bra. It um. 
It's sort of, you know, it's an everyday bra, but exactly. it feels special. Right. I mean, it's got it's got the look of like, you know, a, a high-end lace bra um, with the demi-cups, but it is comfortable enough. You know, there's, there's no lace that's going to dig into your skin because it's got the memory foam lining. I have to say that very often, so I have pretty sensitive skin, and sometimes when I have a bra that has lace like that, especially kind of a little lace around the, um, you know, the, uh, the actual bra line of it it makes me itchy this one doesn't the lace is really soft okay so if you want to try the 24 7 lace balconette or the original 24 7 t-shirt bra or any bra in the 24 7 series all you need to do is go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk and you can get a free 30-day trial just pay $2.99 for shipping they will send you the bra you will cut off the tags you will wash it wear it do whatever you do if at the end of 30 days you don't like it send it back and they will charge you zip I can I can attest to that. I the first lace balconette I ordered didn't fit me quite right. I think that my boobs may be changing. Oh, that's, uh, you that's know, very interesting. As we have noted on a previous ad, that's right. A, women, bra- a woman's bra size changes up to six times in her lifetime. <laughs> up to six times a week. <laughs> and anyway, so I sent my first lace balconette back, and they sent me a new one. No biggie. Yeah, and it's not because Molly's a podcast host doing an ad for Third Love. It's because she's a human and a customer. Yeah. So. so if you want to be a human customer, <laughs> go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to start your free trial today. Like, where did this phrase come from? Like, see how the sausage is made. OK, I did a little research and then I forgot the research, but I wrote down the link that I read. Perfect. Um, like there's some there's some website where, where a guy just debunks quotes. Um, and like, uh, so, so the thing about like, you know, people who love laws and sausages should never watch either being made, I think is, is how it's often said something like that. Oh, really? Uh, and it's sometimes attributed to Mark Twain, but like every quote gets attributed to Einstein or Mark Twain and probably, you know what, probably Einstein and Mark Twain never said anything quotable. I'm, I'm putting that out there. Wow. Whoa. Strong words yeah. today from Einstein Matthew Einstein was Amster dumb Burton. and Mark Twain was a terrible writer. Perfect. Okay, great. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, uh, I mean, I did, did, did sausage used to have that much gross stuff in it? I mean, now you pretty much like make it with pork shoulder and fat. Do people not want to see that they're about to eat a whole bunch of ground up fat? I, I think it's just the idea, like like with hot dogs, because because it's ground up and stuffed into a sack. You never like, know you what's n- in there. <laughs> <laughs> Is Do you that... like my scary? You never know what's in their voice. Yes, I, sound I like think Miranda I saw you in July the July reading yeah. reading the first bad man. I wait, what you made me. <laughs> I feel like you could be in a horror movie trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what what horror movie do I think this is? I don't. Know. Hey kids, don't, like, don't go in. Don't go in the basement. <laughs> it's like a weird like Barney Barney themed horror. Movie. Oh my god, that would be terrifying. <laughs> like Barney Barney like on the on the loose mutilating children. Uh, uh, hey kids, kids I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I know the, what tonight's nightmare is going to be. What was the insult dog? Triumph, the comic yeah, insult dog. Yeah, you used to talk Conan. about like you look great to poop on. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so that would be what Barney would do. Like <laughs> only with you murder. You look great to eat. Right? <laughs> I love children to eat. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do the entire rest of the show using this voice. <laughs> I love it. Me too. Okay. Uh... <laughs> 
And that's when the show got canceled. <laughs> good thing we're an independent It's a good thing podcast. we're an independent. It, it, is it a good thing that no. no one can cancel our show? No. Sometimes it is. Often it's not. Okay. So hold on. What is Andouille? And and isn't there one of these things that's like made with tripe or... Okay. So I think... Or it's supposed to be really smelly. Yeah. I think Andouille is two different things. Okay. Um. So I think in, in New Orleans or like in Louisiana, not necessarily New Orleans proper, but probably both within and without New Orleans. Wow. That didn't make wow. a lot of sense. Wow, that was so poetic. Yeah, I write poetry too. Within or without you. I think. <laughs> but preferably within you. Uh, <laughs> what's going on here? I don't know. Uh, so there's, I, I've never had this, but my understanding is that, that andouille sausage as enjoyed in Louisiana is like, you you kind of squeeze it out of the casing while you eat it, um, and I think I think there is like so, but but then like andouillette is is like tripe sausage that's oh, French, right? Yes, yeah. Um, I don't know if if Louisiana andouille has tripe or not, um, but I know I know like because it's such a unforgettable image that whenever I've read about it, they always talk about you squeezing it out of the casing into your mouth, kind of like wow, like sausage flavored toothpaste. I I often buy sausage from Skagit River Ranch, mm-hmm. uh, a local ranch here in the. Uh, in Western Washington, <laughs> in the Western Washington. Anyway, they sell at farmers markets, and I know they do an andouille. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's not a tripe right. sausage. So that's what I was going to say. Then I think it's just outside, a flavoring, right? It's just it's just like you know a, a Cajun spice flavored sausage. Okay, I think. okay. Which which can be very good, certainly. Like I. I I envision that being good. I mean, and when I say envision, I mean I've done this, uh, like being cooked and then sliced uh, into coins, kind of, and and appearing in a stew or a succotash or something. Wow! What? Wow! You're full I, of I think good I just ideas. Blew your mind. I think you just had a real idea. Go ahead, ask me anything. Okay, so what is it that makes Italian sausage taste like Italian sausage? I don't know. Uh, what makes Italian sausage taste like Italian sausage is mainly uh, lots of. Salt and garlic. Okay, I think oregano. Yeah, sage. Um, uh, sage is n- less no, so. No, sage I associate with breakfast sausage, especially. Good call. That's right. Uh, yes, I get that now. Yeah, I've made Italian sausage, and I like it. It definitely tastes like Italian sausage if you just put in, uh, if you just start with pork shoulder and put in a bunch of garlic and uh, salt. White wine is often part of it. Hmm. I've made lamb sausage. Uh, like lamb sausage patties that I kind of stuffed with feta. And that was really delicious. Yeah. But it, it was basically like ground lamb and garlic and salt. It's like you were hearkening back to your Whole Foods days, but doing it but for do, yourself. Doing it for myself. You know, sisters. They got to be. Doing it for themselves. Yeah, you don't need to go Standing out. Standing on my own two feet, making my own lamb sausage. <laughs> exactly. Stand facing the stove. Uh, you, yeah, you don't have to go out. Seach and seach. I don't have to go out seaching and desisting. (laughs) That's right. Oh no! Yes, Um, it's happened again. We, I think, we hit the wall. So, Uh, how do you cook sausage? So, you know, if if it's bulk sausage, I'll just you know saute it in a pan, breaking it up with a spatula as I go. Uh, If it's uh, if it's link sausage, uh, the the oven is a really good way to cook link sausage. That's true. What Um, temperature would you use? Pretty high, like like a you know four hundred to four fifty, so it gets a little crusty. Yeah, yeah. I usually do it in a cast iron skillet at like moderate heat. I let the yeah. skillet get really hot, you know, as hot as possible over that heat, 
and then um, put the the sausage in. And when it is browned on the first side, I turn it over, and then I add just a tiny bit of water, like a tablespoon, mm-hmm. and then let it let it ride till it's like 165 degrees. Yeah, I think I put in too much water when I made this sausage just now. It's okay. You were mm-hmm. distracted by my my showing you dumb Instagram videos. Oh, we didn't talk about like like we've already uh, apparently blocked out the the uh, traumatic thing that happened just before we before I started cooking the sausage. What was that? Exactly. So I'm gonna I'm sorry I'm gonna bring it up again because the people deserve to know what we went through. Okay. Um. So <gasps> oh, <laughs> Molly, now just I remember this is this is really like. It was I, so we gross. We cannot overstate how disgusting this it was. was. So and gross. now we have to tell you. I bet our listeners have had this experience. I, I've never had this experience to this this degree. Uh, okay, so I said to Molly, "What do you want on your sausage sandwich? Mustard, onions?" And she's like, "What are you having?" And I said, uh, "I'm gonna I'm gonna saute some onions to go on the sandwich. That sounds good, right?" So I pull an onion out of the cupboard. It's the last onion in the cupboard. May have been sitting around in the cupboard quite a while. Uh, I halved it pole to pole, and it was brown and rotting in the middle and gave off the most putrid funk that I've ever had in my kitchen. It it smelled like onion, but like, I mean, it was really offensive. It was... yeah. And it lingered after yes. after the onion had been removed from the cutting board. No, as soon as we finish taping this show, I'm going to have to move out. Yeah, you pretty much are. I'm, and I'm we are very not sorry. getting our security deposit back. This this place yeah, you is ruined. ruined. It. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to strip it down to the studs. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. They, they may have to take the building down. I mean, there are 40 units in this building, but I don't know if it is habitable anymore. It smelled so bad. Um, and it's still like I'm scared because I took the compost bin and I put it down at the end of the hall, so. I didn't want to run out and take the compost out while I was cooking sausage, but now it's still, it's down the hall, and, like, I'm afraid when I go to the end of the hall, like, I'm not going to be able to get out the door again. Okay, so, yeah, so so an evil onion tried to kill us. Yeah. And uh, so we didn't have any onion on our on our sausage sandwich. Is a sausage sandwich something that you that you eat regularly? No. Um, I, I, I do like maybe once a month and it's always very satisfying. I pretty much, when I buy sausage, I generally eat it, you know, in the casing, Mm -hmm. um, and just cook it as I described in a skillet. Mm -hmm. Um, I do sometimes do that, that wonderful Molly Stevens recipe that's, what is it? Um, sausages baked with plums Mm -hmm. or grapes. I think you can do either. She has both in her book. Um, that's wonderful. It's like a self-saucing option. Yes. Um, with, you do butter and salt and either grapes or, uh, slices of plum and that, oh, you bake it with sausage and that's incredible what else has a self-saucing option um because because you're absolutely right mouth (laughs) there you go um no what else has a self-saucing option um i don't know because like the thing you start with i mean the steak if you cook it rare no and like and like just juices yeah, not, not emerge. Really. Yeah, the sausages and grapes recipe that we're talking about. This, this is one of my favorites. Like I usually use red grapes, and you just kind of uh, bake or or sauté the sausage in a in a skillet with with a bunch of grapes, and they collapse and turn mm-hmm. into a sauce mm-hmm. that. You and know, butter, don't forget and, the butter. Oh, and butter, and it you know it doesn't taste like grape juice at all. It no. has it has like you know Jammy. plenty of acidity to it, yeah. like winey almost. Yes, yes, and there's salt too, which helps. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah. Other things I really like with sausage. Oh, sauerkraut. Oh, for sure. Yeah, sauerkraut. Uh, All that, the way. Yeah, that puts me in the mind of a what choucroute garni. Is that? Wee. Oui. 
uh, the which which I've I had once in France and it was so great. Yeah, I mean basically a mound of sauerkraut with a whole bunch of different meats on it. Yeah, uh, ham, pork uh, knuckles. Pork. Yeah, ba- pretty much. Uh-huh. What else? Any anything else we have to say? I mean, I feel like wow, we have taken apart the sausage and, and, and now we have to put it back together and this is going to be really challenging. It's going to be so hard. I don't know. There's there's a bunch of probably a bunch of other kinds of sausage that we didn't talk about. Um, yeah, I, have you ever stuffed cossage? Have you ever stuffed Cossacks into casings? Um, <laughs> wow, did they put up a fight? <laughs> uh, I have actually at the pantry, mm-hmm. a cooking school here in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into a bunch of Cossacks uh-huh. and I was like, you guys are finished. And I shoved them into some casings. No, I have used a sausage stuffing. Well, that's why they call them Cossacks. D- device. Uh, it's called a, a, like a, the company is like a Dicky. Oh, a, a yes. Dick, Dick's, Dicky sausage <laughs> just, stuffer. Just go on, just keep saying Dick, Dicky Dick's. <laughs> Like, what other variations can go? <laughs> no, but that's really the like the brand name. I know uh, of of like a you know sort of the standard bearer of like non factory sausage stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, they might need to work on their slogan. Dick Dicky, the standard bearer of non factory sausage stuffing. <laughs> I really can't remember what it's called. I, I can't either, but you're right. It's got a it's got a dick in it somewhere. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it kind of looks like this. I don't know. It's like this big tower, uh-huh. and you attach the casing to it, and you sort of yeah. <laughs> it, you get, it there's a crank, right? I think it cranks. is there a crank. I think it cranks, or is it electric? I was trying to remember whether it was like a lever, but I think it's a crank. There are the some that, that have a lever. The one that I used is manual because you had to get into the right rhythm, right? To like pack the sausage in there at, at the right uh, density, and this feels like an I Love Lucy episode to me. When you describe <laughs> it, like it? You know, the, the, someone's cranking and the other person is <laughs> twisting off the links. Yes, totally. You you need a partner. Yeah, of course. Um, you, uh, I, I've done it <laughs> once. I've done it once. Go on. <laughs> That's all. Um, I, I once made Thai sausages with um, my friend Matt Treber uh, many years ago. And I think it's this is something that happens when a lot of men get together. They sometimes really like to make sausages. It's something that... That's like, the thing. Uh, well, like my friend Michael, a couple of years ago, had a like sausage stuffing, sausage making party for and his you birthday. You weren't invited. It was mostly kind of a lot of dudes. Even though Michael actually has a lot of female friends. So let me let me get this straight. Where you're saying he had an actual sausage sausage party? It seems that way. Okay. I, maybe there were some maybe women. that that was could have been left unsaid. Yeah, I think um, it could have. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to gender no, the sausage I making don't either, process because I I identify as as female and I've got a great love for sausage uh-huh. and I I love making and it's, sausage. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you you've you've stuffed more sausages than I have. Yeah, I for reals have stuffed some sausages. Okay, if you throw a sausage party, I would like to be invited. But I mean, like if you wanted to do an all female sausage party, that that'd be pretty cool, right? Yeah, I think that'd be super cool. Today's episode was brought to you by Third Love. Third Love is the lingerie brand that uses real women's measurements to design great fitting bras. And you can go on their website and spend 30 seconds taking a quick questionnaire and they'll tell you what size they think you want. They'll send it to you. You'll try it out for free. 
just pay two ninety nine for shipping. Yeah, wait, can I can I can I interject something oh, really quick? Absolutely. So recently, I um I asked Third Love if I could try one of their their twenty four seven lace balconette bras. It's a it's a demi bra. I'm very familiar with it. Um, anyway, and I first got it, and you know, it didn't quite fit right. I sent it back with a request for a different size. They sent it to me really quickly, and it fits beautifully. Awesome. I'm so psyched. I love this bra. I'm wearing it today. How do I look? You look terrific, as always. Great. And uh, you, listeners, should go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk, and you'll look terrific, too. All right. Are we done? God, I hope so. Uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Uh, where we'll link to, oh, we're going to link to that old blog post with the lamb sausage. Sorry, I just whacked my microphone with a glass of water. But yes, we're going to link to, so yeah, that ancient lamb sausage (laughs) post in which I... I... The name of the recipe isn't ancient lamb sausage, is it? (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, And uh, yeah, other stuff. Uh, Facebook, find us there. Facebook.com slash Spilled Milk Podcast. I'm punctuating this with my finger. Mm -hmm. Uh, And... I don't know. Tell us, I tell think us that's, something. I think that's kind of yeah. it. I, I uh, don't. Yeah. Can uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Tell us about your sausage parties. <laughs> Great. Sausage making parties. Yes. Uh, and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. We're we're gonna come find you and eat you. <laughs> uh, I'm Molly Weisenberg, and I'm Evil Barney, <laughs> Amster Burton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Maybe one more? (laughs) Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 